In this video, we're going to be talking about the mysteries of the rosary and what they can teach us about Jesus Christ and how they can help us to come closer to him and know him more. Yes, the rosary can bring you closer to Jesus because the rosary is primarily a meditation and a reflection on the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and helps us to follow him better. And this video was brought about because I was meditating on the luminous mysteries the other day and then on the joy mysteries today and I kept coming up with the same exact message what I believe that God was speaking to me through this rosary. It was the same message throughout three different mysteries of the rosary. And so in this video we're going to be sharing what that is and what it's teaching us about Jesus. And in future videos, we're going to go through all the mysteries of the rosary and give you fruit for meditation and help you to meditate on the mysteries better, help you to think about what you need to think about and give you more food for thought. Hello everyone, my name is Brian Mercier, President of Catholic Truth, and welcome to Catholic Truth, the place where anyone at any time from anywhere from any religion can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why and how it can change your life. So many misunderstandings about Catholicism from Catholics and non-Catholics alike, and even confusion sometimes from within the church, but this is the place where you can come to find light in a dark world and truth in an age of confusion. If you would like to follow us down below on TikTok, Instagram, or our social media platforms, check it out down below. If you would like a retreat, check out our website at thecatholictruth.org. And if you would like to support our ministry, check out our PayPal and our Patreon below. So I was meditating on the luminous mysteries of the rosary the other day. And the first luminous mystery is the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan. I mean, one thing we can meditate on is why did Jesus, who is perfect, need to be baptized in a sinner's baptism, which John was offering? And the reason is so he could sanctify the waters, which we were going to be baptized in, so that we could be cleansed and renewed and regenerated, but also so that he could fulfill all righteousness. He was going to take all the sins of the world on himself as if he was guilty, even though he was perfectly pure and clean. We'll come back to that in another video. But the bottom line is, right after Jesus was baptized, John's disciples follow Jesus and they say, Master, where are you staying? And I can imagine Jesus just saying, come and see. And they follow him and they are like, oh wow, we're going to follow the Messiah. He's going to have this grand castle. He came to conquer the world. And then all of a sudden they come to the side of the road somewhere or a mountaintop or a hidden valley or a field where Jesus says, we're here. And they must have just looked at each other and said, wait, this is where you stay? And at that moment, as I was meditating on this mystery of the rosary, I was meditating on what Jesus would have taught them in that moment. The fact that they gave up their great life with John. Thousands of people coming to see John day in and day out. He was like a prophet. Everybody loved him. And they must have like basked in that glory. And then all of a sudden they follow somebody who has no friends, who has no home, who has nothing. And in fact, Jesus said of himself, people have houses, you know, foxes have dens, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And I can imagine at that moment that he went on to teach them the lesson of how we need to empty ourselves of everything of this world. We must empty ourselves of all the loves of this world because this world is not our home. And he probably gave the first sermon to these young disciples of John who are now his disciples. And he told them about the importance of heaven and living for heaven and how this world is not our home. And in fact, Philippians chapter 2, I was, as I was recalling during this meditation, Christ emptied himself of his glory in heaven, emptied himself of everything to take on the form of a slave and become a man 
then for our sake to die for us. And he became smaller than us, poorer than us. I mean, he wore like a potato sack. He didn't have the nice clothing that the Pharisees have. He didn't have lavish and, you know, luscious gifts and, you know, camels following him and all that. He had nothing. He literally emptied himself of the glory of heaven and he emptied himself of the things of this earth too. And he remained like that his entire life. So as I kept meditating on this mystery, I, I was thinking about how Jesus emptied himself totally every moment of his life. He lived perfectly submissive to God's will. He didn't love the things of this world. He didn't care about the things of this world. He cared only about the things of heaven. But how many of us love the things of this world? We can't wait to watch the new Netflix show but we complain and we groan when we have to pray a rosary or we have to read the Bible. We know we can't wait to play a new video game, oh, but we groan if we have to go to church or confession. I mean, it should be the opposite. We should love to follow God. I mean, that was Jesus' greatest joy was to serve the Father, to do his will, to spend time in prayer with him. And this is the lesson that the rosary is teaching us, that Jesus emptied himself of this world to follow God completely, and we must empty ourselves too of this world. Now, I can't sit here and tell you that I do that because I don't, which is why this was such a powerful meditation for me. And it's really set me to think about my life and how much focus I put on loving the world and worldly things and how much I focus on loving Christ and serving Christ and seeking Christ in that way. And that's what brought me today when I was meditating on the joyful mysteries. I was thinking that Jesus emptied himself in that way too. He became a baby. He literally became the smallest little thing humanly possible. And then in the sorrowful mysteries, we meditate on how he emptied himself of his own life. He freely gave up his own life on the cross for us. So the word and the message that kept being spoken to me through this prayer time, these multiple prayer times, was emptiness. In other words, surrender, giving yourself up out of love for God, giving your life to God. And Jesus Christ, our Lord, is the perfect example of that. He gave his whole entire life to the Father and did nothing else. Now, that doesn't mean we need to go live poor, or it doesn't mean we need to go live on the side of the road somewhere, but it does mean that we can't be attached to money. We can't be attached to house or clothing or cars or TVs or anything else on this earth, or even popularity or what people think of us. Sometimes that popularity is taken away, and we're humiliated. And Jesus would say, love your humiliations because that is closer to God than living in a pompous lifestyle where everyone, you know, worships you and tells you how wonderful you are and wants to be like you. Or maybe sometimes we have a breakup and it reminds us how nothing in this world is permanent. Or someone in our life dies who we loved so much and it reminds us that nothing in this life is permanent. And we have to, at every moment, be ready to give up anything and everything to Jesus. Jesus says that if you do not pick up your cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. In other words, there's going to be sufferings. There's going to be bad stuff. And we have to freely give it all to God. Again, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you that I can do this when I can't. Yes, sometimes I have the grace to give up everything to Jesus. And sometimes I don't. And I cling to things and I don't want to give them up. And sometimes God has to rip them out and bring my life to suffering in order to purify me. Kind of like a good coach. He, you know, makes them work hard and he takes away their freedom in order to make them better. And sometimes Jesus takes things out of our lives, our idols, and the things that we love too much in order to remind us about what's really important in this life. I remember the girl that I met before I got married. 
you know, I really liked her a lot and we ended up breaking up and I felt like she was my whole life. And when, you know, I was holding on to her so tight and it was a, kind of an unhealthy relationship. It was a little bit codependent, but the bottom line is God ripped her away from me and we broke up and I felt like I had nothing and I fell on my face or spiritually, you know, that's what I felt like. I felt like I had nothing left and I got into a very dark time and it was kind of depression and all this other stuff. And I just prayed and prayed and prayed and I just didn't feel like God was close to me. And it's just, I was like, why God, why God? And I was yelling at him, screaming at him. And I really I'd made this woman an idol. She is not the love of my life. Jesus is. Jesus alone needs to be the center of our lives. No relationship, no person, nobody else except the Lord Jesus Christ can be number one in our life. And this is what the Bible has been teaching me. This is what meditating on the mysteries of the rosary has been teaching me, that I need to empty myself of this world. And anything at any time that Jesus says, you must give that up, in theory, I mean, in an ideal world, by God's grace, I should be able to say, okay, God, fine. If you want me to leave this world today, fine. If you want me to move to California across the country, and I don't know why, and I don't have no have a job, fine. I mean, Father Frank Pavone, Jesus asked him to go to Colorado. He said, don't even pack anything. Just don't take anything. Just go to Colorado. So he went to a city where he knows nobody. He had no housing. He had no provisions. He had nothing. And since then, he has started the largest pro-life organization on the face of the earth. And he has saved more babies and done more good work than anyone else on earth because he went where God called. There's a book condemning rational faith where we have to understand something in order to follow it. Sometimes God asks us to do things that we don't understand or that don't make sense to us. And we have to just say, yes, Jesus, it doesn't make sense to me, but I trust you. I wouldn't have done it this way, but I trust you. Lord, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like you have my best interest in mind, but I know you do, and I'm going to trust you through this. This is the kind of faith that Jesus asks us to have. And sometimes I have it really strongly. Other times I lack it, and I need to get down on my knees and humble myself and say, Lord, I need your guidance. I need you to help me believe more. Give me the faith that you want me to have, Jesus. And so this is a journey. It's a process of following Christ more faithfully and emptying ourselves of sin, emptying ourselves of self, our our passions. Every single saint says that we need to hate our base passions, those things that lead us to love the things of this world. We cannot love the things of this world. Sure, we can enjoy food while it's going down, but once we gluttonize and eat too much, then we've made the food an idol. Yes, we can shop for the things we need, but once we love shopping and need shopping and we have a new car and it's only good for a year, then we need the newest one. Or we've had a TV for six months, but we need a newer one. Then we're making things of this world an idol. Again, shopping isn't bad. Having possessions isn't bad but loving them in themselves is bad. In fact, it's a sin. Anything we love more than Jesus or put more emphasis on than Jesus is a sin, and it takes us away from him. So maybe you can learn from my uh, meditations, my reflections. I know that I'm going to be thinking about my life more deeply, and I've already been trying to not look at my phone so much. I mean, they say that the average person touches their phone hundreds, maybe thousands of times a day. And if we have time to scroll social media, we have time to pray. And I was thinking if I have time to play a phone game, I have time to pray. If I have time just to look at pictures online, I have time to pray. So I've actually been taking more time to pray. And every time I'm going to go pick up my phone, it's like an addiction. You know, it's like we can't. I've been trying to sit more in silence and just empty myself of anything I would take that is not important and put more time on Jesus. And again, not a lot, but I'm starting to do more and more and more and more time with Jesus. I already try to pray an hour every morning, but sometimes we just get so filled with other things of this earth, we need to put those things aside and love 
God. Take more time for silence. Do you have silence in your life? If not, you have not emptied yourself of this world. You can't hear God unless you have silence in your life, a good amount of silence. You can't know God's will in your life if you don't have a good amount of silence. You can't know anything if your prayer life is garbage and you need a good prayer life. But we can't do that if it's full of other things like work and career and hobbies and even good church stuff and games and everything else, TV. I mean, we fill our lives with so much stuff and then maybe we give God leftovers. We need to put God first and build our life around Jesus. What do you need to empty in your life? What do you need to get rid of? What things are clogging your life and preventing you from loving Jesus with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength and helping you to love Jesus the way he's asking you to? Thank you so much for listening to my spiritual reflections that I've had. And I, more than anyone else, need to work on these things. So, you know, pray for me that I can work on these things. But if you find it helpful, then praise God. Please share this video with, you know, other people so that they can hear these reflections and see, you know, just how powerful the rosary can be in teaching us about Christ and leading us to Christ and helping us to meditate on the life of Christ. He is the perfect example. And if you wouldn't mind, please like this video and leave a comment down below and let me know your thoughts. And if you love spiritual videos like this, check out our folder called Catholic Truth Spirituality. We have lots of spiritual videos which will help to increase your faith and bring you closer to God and help you to become holier in Christ. Lastly, but not leastly, if we feed you and we help you spiritually and we help build your faith, then please help us by giving back and consider supporting us on Patreon or PayPal once a month or once a year. I want to thank our new patrons. We just had some new patrons, five new patrons at $10 a month. We had a few at $25 a month, one at $50 and one at $100 a month. Thank you. Thank you for helping us do the work of God. You are the reason that we exist. It's your charity that allows us to reach souls, so thank you. And anyone else who could help us in our fast-growing organization, please consider supporting our organization so we can keep blessing the world. God bless you. Thank you.